Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson, and let's just get right into it as we always do. Listen, this is our Monday morning discipleship segment, our Monday morning discipleship segment. Again, we've been doing this for the last couple of months, and we just try to give you a word on Monday morning to help you continue on with what you got on Sunday, um, to help you keep you in the mode of discipleship. And so um, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you, I actually mentioned this uh, at the end of the last uh, Monday morning discipleship. We're going to talk today about praying with the right posture, praying with the right posture. And we mentioned at the end of uh, the last Monday morning discipleship that we're going to start talking to you about prayer. And I'm going to share some uh, some excerpts from my book, uh, The Power in Your Prayers. Uh, that book that we did, um, you know, we, we did it basically to just kind of a kind of a meditation. It's kind of a, it's one of my shorter books, um, but it really, really does focus in on prayer and how we ought to pray and how we ought to approach God. And uh, let, let me just do this very quickly. I know we normally do this at the end of the podcast, but if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of this book, um, The Power in Your Prayers, you can purchase it uh, at my website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Um, click on the bookstore tab. It's only a $6 book, but we do believe that it will bless you. But we're going to share um, a few excerpts for, uh, from that book uh, with you on today as it relates to prayer. So we'll talk today about praying with the right posture, praying with the right posture. And I want I want to share um, the, the segment that we're going to be doing. Um, the segment is going to be, uh, what should our spiritual posture be when we pray? What should our spiritual posture be when we pray? Now, I want, I want to give you a couple of thoughts before we get uh, too deep into this, this prayer thing. Um, what are you praying for and what are you praying about? Um, I want to make sure that I touch on this before we even get into um, the, the the posture, the attitude in which that we should approach God in prayer. But I want to say something. Uh, this this is one of my pet peeves. And uh, if you listen to my radio broadcast, if you listen to any of these podcasts, you know, every now and then um, I'll pull out a little pet peeve that I have um, with the Christian community. And one of my pet peeves, um, you may see this on social media. You may actually hear this from time to time in church. Um, you may hear this among some other people. Um, every now and then we'll say something along the lines, um, pray with me, pray with me. Don't ask what it's about. Just pray with me. Now I want to deal, I want to deal with that on today because this is, this is critical. And I'm going to show you some scripture in just a second here. When we talk about praying for somebody, that's a different thing. Praying for somebody you can do in a general sense, Lord bless them, Lord keep them, Lord cover them. That's praying for people. As Christians, we ought to always be praying for people. We ought to be praying for them, praying for their well-being, praying for their success, praying over their businesses and ministries, praying over their children and marriages and their relationships. You can pray for people, but 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 the, the pet peeve that I have is when people will come to you and say, listen, I need y'all to touch and agree with me. Don't ask what it's about. Just touch and agree with me. Now, the reason that's a pet peeve of mine is because I need to know what you're asking me to touch and agree with you on. Again, this is outside of a general prayer. Lord, I'm praying for this person. And again, I often pray this prayer and I say, Lord, let your will be done, right? Because when we're asking God and we're going to God in prayer, we ought to always think, you know, no matter what I say, God, let your will be done, right? And so that's a different prayer, let your will be done, than we're touching and agreeing on a specific thing. Now, I know a lot of times we don't want to tell people, we'll say things like, I want y'all to touch and agree with me. Don't ask what it's about. 
Just, just agree that, that, that God will do this for me. Now, see, this is important. Now, I understand that we don't want people in our business. I understand that, that sometimes, uh, we don't want to share all of the information, but, but, but I would offer to you that anybody that you're asking to pray for, if you don't trust them with your business, you need to find somebody else to, 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 to go into prayer with. If you don't trust the people in the prayer circle, and I understand that you can't always trust the people in the prayer circle. If you don't trust the people in the prayer circle to say, this is what's going on. And I want you all to touch and agree with me and trust that your business won't be everywhere. Then you need a new prayer circle. You ought to be able to go to some people and say, this is, this is what we're going to talk to God about, right? Because again, that whole thing of just, just pray with me, don't ask. You could be asking for something wrong. Yeah, you could be saying, God, I want you to kill this person over here. And, and, and I know some of you are thinking, well, nobody would do that. that listen, I've heard some prayers before. Okay. I've heard some people say some things that they had no business saying to God, right? You could be saying, Lord, let my relationship be successful. And it could be a relationship that God has been trying to break apart because it's not of him. You know, uh, Lord, uh, let my children, let, let my child come home, even though he's killed three people in the neighborhood. So let me share some scripture with you. Very familiar passage of scripture, Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask my father in heaven, we'll do it for you. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, New Living Translation says, as followers, as we gather together as followers, I am there among them. That's what Jesus says, right? Let me read it from the King James Version famously. It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as any touching, uh, uh, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, I want to I want to clear up a misconception. Those of you, some of you may already know about this, but I'm going to clear it up for some people who do not know. This scripture is not about church attendance. Amen. This scripture is not about how many people we had at the program. And you say, listen, as long as it's five of us there, the Bible says that he'll be in the midst. Now, this isn't about church attendance. This isn't about your church program, but this is about prayer meeting. What Jesus is saying is that if two or three of you all are touching and agreeing in prayer and you're asking my father to do something, he's going to do it. Now, let me stress, it needs to be according to his will. We're going to share that uh, when we get to our excerpts on today from the book of power and your prayers. Um, it needs to be according to his will. Again, this is why I said it's very important that you don't just, people don't say touch and agree with me. You don't, don't ask what it's about. Just, just touch and agree with me. Now I need to know what we're praying about. I need to know what we're going to God about, because sometimes we'll go to God about some things that we have no business going to him about. Want God to do some things that we have no business asking him to do. Right. I said in the podcast last week, I said there are some times where we're out doing the wrong thing and we'll pray that God lets us get there and get back. Go go somewhere and do wrong and get back. Lord, just let me make it back. And God said, listen, I'm trying to get you to not go. Right. So so we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful what we what we agree to, what we what we reach out and touch with people and agree with. I need to know specifically what we're praying about, right? So 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 that's very important. Let me share these excerpts with you and then we're gonna get out the way on today. Listen, we're gonna share this from the book again, The Power in Your Prayers. What should our spiritual posture be when we pray? That's the segment we're dealing with today. And again, we're going to deal with this for the next couple of weeks. Um, this particular book, we're going to talk about prayer, but this section says, what should our spiritual posture be when we pray, not your physical posture. 
right? So, so uh, you, you say, well, you know, you ain't really praying until you get down on your knees. Well, some people can't physically get down on their knees, right? You ain't been praying until you lay out prostrate on the, on the floor. And some people can't lay down on the floor. What is your spiritual posture when you go before God, right? And so I want, I want to read some stuff with you very quickly. I'm going to give you all some scripture reference. We're not going to read all the scriptures, but I want you to write them down when you have an opportunity so that you can go back and look at um, what it is that we've given you in the way of scripture. Let me read this very quickly. It says, when in prayer, God knows our thoughts, conditions, circumstances, feelings, and our motivations, whether they're pure or impure. Let me read that again. When in prayer, God knows our thoughts. He knows our conditions, our circumstances, our feelings. And this is very important here. He also knows our motivations, whether they're pure or impure. So when we talk about, I'm going to go to God in prayer and ask God to do something, God knows what your motivation is. And by the way, your motivations do matter. Why do you want God to do X, Y, and Z? Remember, I just told you that when people tell you, just touch and agree with me. Just touch and agree with me. I need to know what your motivations are. I need to know why we're asking God for this. Is it a good thing? Is it a pure thing? What are we asking God? What is your motivation? Why are we going about to God about this, right? Um, scripture here, I want you to write these scriptures down. Um, we talked about God knowing uh, all of our circumstances. Psalms 139 verses one through six. And if you, if you want to, you can go ahead and read all of Psalms 139. Psalms 139 though, verses one through six. Psalms 66 and 18 says, if you have iniquity in your heart, God ain't interested in that. Amen. Also look up James chapter four, verse three, James chapter four, verse three. And then also look at James chapter five, verse 16, the B clause of that particular scripture, James chapter five, verse 16, the B clause of that scripture. Let me read a little bit further here. There should be no haughtiness or sense of entitlement when we approach God. The greatest thing that he's done for us is send his son to die on Calvary so that we might not be lost. If God never does anything else for us, that's enough. Therefore, we must be humble when we approach God because we could never do anything to repay him for Calvary. That doesn't say for Calvary here, but I want to make sure you get it. We can never do anything to repay God for Calvary. So therefore, we must be humble when we approach God. Let me give you five things here that I outlined here in this section, and then we're going to get out of here uh, for this week, and then we'll pick the discussion up on next week. First thing, y'all, pray in the name of Jesus Christ. When you pray, what is your spiritual position? Pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, scripture reference here is John chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. John chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. It says here that Jesus is our great intercessor because we aren't worthy to go before God in our condition. It is Jesus seated at the right hand of God that intercedes on our behalf. So again, Jesus is the great intercessor. He intercedes for us, right? So he intercedes. So we have to pray in the name of Jesus Christ because Jesus is the one that's going to take your request to God, right? So pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Next thing, y'all, this is what I talked about earlier, is we must abide in Jesus. We must abide in Jesus. If we're in Christ and he is in us, we can ask what we will according to his will, and it will be done. Scripture reference there is John chapter 15, verse 7. We can ask what we will. Watch this according to his will, and it will be done. I want to make the distinction here that you can't just ask God to do whatever you want. I mean, you can, but, but you ought to be thinking along the lines of God, thy will be done. 
Again, that model prayer that we pray, we say uh, that will be done. We, we shouldn't be saying that in passing, right? Lord, do what you want to do. I know what I'm asking you to do. And I hope that what I'm asking you to do lines up with what you want to do. But if it's not God, do what you want to do, right? In order to be in God's will, we must sacrifice our will and we must operate in the faith that God's will is what's best, even when it's counter to what we want. I just told you that, right? We must operate in that space that says God's will is what's best, even if it's counter to what we want. We ought to say, Lord, this is what I'm asking for, but I want you to do what's best, God, right? So let me move on. I I got a couple more here. We must be obedient to God. This is important. Why? We must not think that we can live however we want and still expect God to grant all of our requests. We must learn to follow his commandments and do things that please him so that we may activate God's blessings. Listen, I'm, I'm tired of people who live however they want, but then they expect God to do whatever they say. You're not going to be obedient to God, but watch this, but you expect God to be obedient to you. There's something wrong with that equation. We can't live however we want, and then God's just got to keep on blessing us. And then if he don't bless you, that means he don't love you. He don't care nothing about it. That's not how this goes. Listen, you or I wouldn't take that from people. People wouldn't, you know, uh, uh, unless you need some help in this area. We, we don't allow people to just treat us any kind of way, and then we still do for them. After a while, we say, well, I can't do for you because you don't treat me right, right? So we get, we got to we've got to abide in him. We've got to be obedient to him. Next thing, y'all, is we must confess our sins. First John chapter one, verse six through ten. First John chapter one, verse six through ten. We must confess our sins. Listen, listen, God is more than aware of what we've done wrong. But the question is, are we aware and are we willing to acknowledge it without excuse? I want you to catch this very quickly here. Confession should always come before a request for blessing. I'm going to say that again. Confession should always come before a request for blessings. Before you get to what you want, you ought to say, Lord, I apologize for the things I've said and done that are outside of your will. Before I stick my hand out, God, and ask you to put something in it, I want to apologize and be sincere, by the way, because I just told you a little while ago, he's looking at your heart. He's looking at your motives, right? So God knows if you're apologizing just to get to the blessing. Amen. So, so be sincere when you apologize, right? Confession should always come before a request for blessing. Last thing, and then we're going to get out the way here is that we must believe and understand that God will answer our prayers as he promised in his time and according to his will. Now, if you want to know about that will of God, again, first John chapter five, verse 14, first John chapter five, verse 14. A lot of, a lot, a lot of Christians miss this. But when we talk about 1 John chapter 14, 1 John chapter, four, chapter 5, rather, verse 14, tells us about how we ought, to, we ought to conduct ourselves according to the will of God. Let me share that with you. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Again, I'm going to read that again. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that, we, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. You ought to be saying, Lord, I want to be in your will. This, I'm done right here, and we're going to pick it up on next week. But I want to give you this last thought. You ought to be, your prayer life ought to be as such the way you say, Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want from you, God. But by the way, God, if you look at it, and it's not like what you want from me, if it's contrary to your will, if it's going to do me some harm when I'm asking for God, just pretend I didn't even call. And just pretend, just ignore what I just said. If it ain't no good for me, God, then I don't want it. 
See, see, too often we're trying to get it and then we try to deal with the consequences later. No, your prayer life ought to be as such. If it ain't no good for me, God, then keep it from me. Just pretend I didn't ask for it. And next time I pray that when I come before you, I'm lined up with your will. This is where our, our spiritual posture ought to be when we pray. We ought to be humble. We ought to be asking God, we ought to be repentant. And we ought to be asking God, do according to your will. Not according to my will, God, but according to your will. Listen, that's all the time that we have for this particular episode of the, the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We talked about having the right posture when you pray. We talked about that today, praying with the right posture. Again, we're going to pick this up on next week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more from this book, The Power in Your Prayers. And, and let me just do this right here. If you like a copy of this book, we encourage you to go to our website. Again, the website is www.krjpublishing.com. If you can pick up a copy of the, the, the Power in Your Prayers, I believe it will bless you. It's only a $6 book. Amen. But we believe that that the, the blessing, that the word in there is invaluable. So again, go to the publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, if you'd like to check out the ministry's website, you can check out the ministry's website at www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, you can check out some of our blog pieces. You can donate to the radio broadcast. Every little bit helps us to stay on the air, and we would appreciate that. And we do believe that if you go to the ministry's website, you will be blessed. That's all the time that we have for this particular edition of the Purpose and Beyond podcast, our Monday morning discipleship edition. And we hope that you were blessed by it, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.